0: Amen. Hey, would you close your eyes and join with me in a moment just to pray right here. Father, we come before you today. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Father, thank you. Here we are today, the last Sunday of 2018 bringing worship to you, bringing honor to you, and we know that salvation is found in your name. We know that healing is found in your name. We know, God, that you are pouring out grace into the earth. I'm praying over every person, God, that is in this room, that is within the sound of the voice of this house today, that you are pouring out grace and life and love and blessing, and favor into their world. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Somebody say, amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord. Amen. Just before you're seated, turn and give somebody a big high five. Say, you look awesome today. (laughs) Well good morning. So glad you guys are here to worship. We just, uh, we just had a, a fantastic weekend last weekend. It seems like it was forever ago. But uh, I just want to give a shout out to all of our incredible staff and volunteers uh, for our entire Christmas Eve weekend. Uh, it was it was our five-day mission trip into Western North Carolina. And uh, we went to Haywood County on Thursday night, uh, the 20th. We went to Henderson County on the 21st. We had two services here on the 23rd. Then we had three services here on Christmas Eve. And I just want to say, uh, one of the reasons that we're having one service today is just to let our volunteers have it a little bit easier uh, today because they just serve in such incredible ways all year long. But uh, I just want to say, it, it, what an incredible weekend. Five days, uh, around 2,200 people in all of the services, and just happy to report that we had 75 people respond to Christ over the weekend. Um I believe that is a new record for us for, um, for Christmas Eve weekend. So just thank you, everybody that leaned in, everybody that served, everybody that gave, everybody that moved something around. Uh, just a fantastic time. And uh, thank you so much to, uh, to our whole team. Uh, hey, listen, this is amazing to me, but this is uh, the last Sunday of the year, and next year we're moving in to 30 years as The Rock Church, 30 years. I know right now you're looking at me and saying, my God, did you start the church when you were five? I know that's what you were thinking, right? Come on, please help me out, help a brother out here. Here, Here's what I know, Uh, 2019 is gonna be an incredible year. God has great things in store for your 2019 uh, and for our churches, 2019. What I know about uh, about 2019 is this: 2019 is going to bring blessing. Thank you. Uh, and then you don't have to clap at this, but 2019 is going to bring challenge. Uh, 2019's going. <laughs> yes, yeah, somebody says, "Oh yeah." 2019 is going to bring opportunity. Uh, and 2019 is going to bring obstacles. Uh, and and I debated about what to title my message today. And it, it may not matter to you, but it, it matters to me uh, to clarify what I want to say in the day. And, um, you know, I, I thought about talking about making 2019 the best year of your life, uh, and th- this message will apply to that. I, talk, uh, I thought about talking about winning in the new season, and I really even thought about talking about the idea of locating yourself in the new season. Uh, That's in front of us, but I just kind of settled in on this idea that a great life is very near you. Uh, What I do know is that 2019 is going to bring change. Uh, The only constant is change. Uh, things will change in 2019. Uh, people will move on from your life. New people will have opportunity to come into your life. Uh, jobs may change. Uh, situations may change for us. And, and I, think, I think it's important to embrace the idea that change is, you, you either can get ahead of it, or, or it's gonna run you over. But change is gonna happen. I saw, I saw a post on Facebook the other day, I thought it was interesting. Things that did not exist on January 1st, 2004, which is 15 years ago. And think about how many of these things are part of your and my everyday life. iPhone. Facebook. This is stuff that did not exist 15 years ago. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, iPad, Netflix streaming, Google Maps, Snapchat, Spotify, Android, Uber, Lyft, Alexa, Airbnb, App Store, Google Chrome, Fitbit, Waze, Square, Dropbox, Pinterest, Bitcoin, Hulu, Kindle. Wow. I read this list and I'm thinking, that's my whole life. <laughs> and my, my whole life did not exist 15 years ago. This is... So here's what I know. 30 years uh, of Suzette and I having the, the opportunity to lead our church is that uh, the the years come and go and seasons come and go, winter comes, then summer comes. Come on, somebody. Yeah. (laughs) I've had enough winter. Uh, For us, uh, there was a time where we had no kids. And then there was a time when we had kids at the house, and now we have no kids. Well, at least they don't live at the house. They're still our kids. And what I know about uh, our church is this. Even though the church is people, the church is made up of you and I, Uh, there were people who made up our church 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago that aren't around anymore. Things change. And you might say, oh that just happens in church. No, it's happening to you. It's happening in your life, it's happening in your work. it's happening to all of us. And And I'm here to encourage you in a couple of things. One, is that whatever has happened in the past is in the past, and you got to let it go. Because if you, if you want to move into a great future, then you're going to have to let go of the past. Because even if the past was good, and hopefully the past has been good uh, for you in some areas, uh, you still got to let it go. Because the, the, the pain of trying to recreate the past, it's just not ever going to happen again. And whether your past was good or whether your past was bad, you've got to locate yourself in the new season. You've got to locate who you are, who you're connected to, what God wants to do in your life in this season. you got to find your new connections in this season. you got to find your new direction in this season. A couple of my favorite scriptures, but I just want to remind us today, Isaiah 42, verse 9 says, Behold, the former things have come to pass. Now I declare new things. Everybody say new things. New things. I'm wondering what's on this list that's not going to exist in five more years in 10 more years. And I'm wondering what new things are going to be happening in 2033, or 34, I guess, once we get uh, in a couple of days. Isaiah 43, verse 19 says, Behold, I will do something new. Everybody say new. New. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I'm even going to make a roadway right in your wilderness. Come on and a river right in the middle of your desert. And if I could talk about this idea for a minute because I think it's super important. One of the problems that can hang us up when seasons change is because seasons have a lot to do with who's in your life and who's not in your life, It can become easy to find yourself isolated. Uh, New seasons, because of change, some change is good, some change is not good in its intention, but God can take all things and make them work together for our good. But here's what I find happening for a lot of people. Uh, it's it's easy to find yourself isolated because your circle has changed. Uh, and uh, and I, I want to remind you because all of us could look back on 2018 and go this person was a part of my life but they're not now. This person maybe maybe you lost them through whatever reason you lost them and as a family member and and something happened or maybe it was a friend, maybe it was a co-worker, maybe it was a church friend, maybe it was just somebody in your world. And if people leave your life, when people leave your life, not everyone's going to leave, but when people leave your life, you got to remember that means their part of the story is over. It doesn't mean your story is over. It just means their part of the story is over. And I heard somebody say this the other day, and I thought it was so good. They said, you got to keep your heart open so that you welcome new people, that you listen to the people who stay, because not everyone has the right to speak into your life. Don't give everyone the right to speak into your life. Don't worry about the opinions of people that are way outside. But if there are people who have stayed, they've earned some equity in your world, Listen to those people who stay. But they also made this comment, which I know is not always easy to do. Rejoice for the people who have left. All of these things change in our life. And what I want to talk about today is I would easily put this in the top 10 of all things that have helped me And helps Suzette and I stay happy and healthy and full of faith in 30 years of ministry here. Not to count the years of ministry before here. Uh, I I think there are some things that definitely change, but there, there are some things that do not change. There are principles that are in the Word of God. And what I want to talk about for a few moments today is this idea. Your best... 2019 is very near you. It's not way off. It's close. It's as close as your heart and your mouth. Um, thank you for two amens and, and one and one that's good. Hopefully I'll have you on more on my side by the time I'm done with this. <laughs> no. No matter what changes, no matter what has changed, no matter what will change, I'm going to say to you that the importance of aligning your heart and your mouth with God's promise I could not be overstated. It, it, it could not be, there could not be a more important, there are as important principles, but it could not be a more important principle. Principles. This is this is a this is a principle that will carry you through every season of change that you would ever walk through. You, that, that if you tap into this idea, it it will it will help you stay on track. You got to fill your heart with God's promise. You got to fill your mouth with God's promise. So let me, let me start. Let me read a few verses of scripture, and then we're going to dive into this. Romans 10 8 says this, the word is near you. Everybody say, near me. near me. Near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Near. For with the heart, everybody say, the heart, with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. With the mouth, he confesses, resulting in salvation. So these two ingredients are put together in the Bible, that what brings us into a relationship with God that the Bible would characterize as salvation, what releases salvation into our life, is When we believe with our heart and confess with our mouth. The word confess in the Bible could literally be translated as saying the same thing as. What's going on inside of your heart, what's coming out of your mouth is going to make all the difference in your life. The power of salvation belongs to the Lord. You know, that's what the Bible tells us. Salvation belongs... To the, to the Lord and it's given by God and the power of salvation includes everything that you need for life in other words the peace of God first starts in your heart but then it's also a part of your mouth have you ever said anything that disrupted peace in your family <laughs> This, this, this service could be a good time to repent. Just start off. Just say, this is, okay, that's me. The power of joy is really found in what's going on in your heart. Not what's going on around you. Financial provision, is first starts in your heart. And then the words that you speak have such an impact the healing power of God starts in your heart open doors start in your heart favor from God starts in your heart and then it's released in your mouth God's promises to us are are released when our heart and our mouth align with the promise of God. Hey, Romans 10 that we just read is, is actually taken from Deuteronomy 30, which I, I love this passage. Verse 11 starts and it. it says, For this commandment which I command you today is not too difficult for you. In other words, a great life is not too difficult for you, it's not far away, it's not out of reach. It's not up in heaven that you should say, who go up to heaven for us to get it for us and make us hear it that we may observe it, nor is it beyond the sea. In other words, it's not out there that you should say, well, who's going to cross the sea for us to get it for us and make us hear it that we may observe it. But the word is very near you. Everybody say, very near me. In your heart and in your mouth, that you may observe it. The Word is very near you. Whatever the Word of God promises is very near. Heaven is not far off. It's very near. Blessings are not far off. They're very near. Peace is not way out there. It's very near. Favor is not out there. Very near. Let's say very near. Here's what I'm saying to you today. A great life is very near you. It's so close. Here's how close it is your heart and your mouth. You what you believe and what you say. I think some people are waiting for God to send something out of heaven that He's already sent. (laughs) Jesus, when when He was nailed to the cross, said, It is finished. It's all been done. The work of Jesus is complete. We're waiting for something to come from out there when it's actually all about what's going on right here. So, the victory has already been won for you. We live and we fight and we move forward in life not trying to fight for victory, but literally fighting from victory. Yeah. All... All that God has for you is very near. It's, it's as near as you reaching. It's as near as your heart. It's as near as your mouth. I remember one time years ago we were having a prayer meeting and uh, and I had this kind of picture, this vision in this prayer meeting and I was, uh, I, was, I was reaching my hands up towards heaven and praying for God to do something great in our church, through our church, in our city, uh, in the nations, just praying for God to pour out heaven. And in my dream, or my vision rather, while I was at this picture that I had while I was praying, there was the, the, the membrane that separated heaven from earth was like right there, uh, just above my head, and as I pressed through, it was like like I pushed through, and heaven started pouring out on me. And I'm pressing through, and and the the understanding that I got out of this is that we think heaven sometimes is way off, but in reality, it's as close as you reaching. It's as close it. Listen, it is very near. It's as close as your heart, and it's as close as your mouth. So I'm going to encourage you for 2019 to fill your heart with God's promise. And I'm going to remind you of a principle that I have taught for decades, but I think is so important. A great life flows out of a great heart. Proverbs 4, verse 23 says this, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it, from your heart, flow the springs. Some translations say the issues. You got any issues? Some one translation actually says the borders the borders flow out of your heart you, you, you got to watch over your heart you don't, you don't one day get your heart right and forever have it right That's like saying you weeded the garden and it's forever weeded. (laughs) You got to watch over your heart. And you can't let it get away from you. Because with all the changes and all the stuff and all the opportunities and obstacles And blessings and challenges that will come your way, you got to watch over your heart because it's possible, it's easy to let bitterness enter into your heart. Everybody in this room can sing the Somebody Done Me Wrong song and you could get resentful. You could get bitterness going on in your own heart. It's possible. It's easy. Matter of fact, it's easy to let discouragement get in your heart. It's easy to let disappointment seep into your heart. It's easy to let passivity. I gave it my best and I'm tired. I'm taking a break. And anytime somebody comes to us and says, I'm just tired, I need to take a break from serving, I'm like, uh oh, time out, hold on. It is so easy to let cynicism enter into your heart. I'm talking to you about watching over your heart because whatever's going on in there is what's going on in your world. It's all the issues of your life. It's all the joy of your world or not. It's easy to let negativity come into your heart. Your life is not happening to you. Your life is happening through you. Jesus put it this way, New Testament version, Matthew 12, verse 33, Either make the tree good, and then its fruit will be good, or make the tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For the tree, for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers. Come on, Jesus. Jesus. Does anybody else wanted to post something like that on Facebook? Just say, hey, I'm just trying to be like my Lord and Savior Jesus. <laughs> just trying to serve the Lord. <laughs> you brood of vipers. How can you being evil speak what's good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. Anybody see the connection again and again? The good man brings out of his good treasure what's good. And the evil man brings out of his evil treasure what's evil. And I know I might be reminding some of you this. but I'm just saying the treasure that's in your heart is what's coming out of your life. So if if you fill your heart with peace your life will be full of peace. If you're waiting for something to happen outside of you to give you peace, you may wait waiting a long time. Fill your heart with love and your life will be filled with love. Instead of waiting for people to love you, fill your heart. Fill your heart with joy. I'm taken by... Proverbs 15, 15, in the past couple of months. The cheerful heart has a continual feast. But the despondent are always in trouble. The condition of your heart is determining the condition of your life. Fill your heart with prosperity, and your life is full of prosperity. Prosperity fill your heart with favor, your life is full of favor. Fill your heart with blessing, fill your heart with forgiveness, and that's what comes out. But here's what you got to watch for because it's easy to fill your heart with worry. It's easy to fill your heart with fear. It's easy for your heart to get smaller and smaller. More protective, more guarded. And guess what? Your life gets smaller. It's it's easy to fill your heart with lack if you go through a season of lack. It's easy to fill your heart with a critical spirit. Nobody's good enough, nothing's good enough. Can't believe they're like it's easy to fill your heart with cynicism. And that's what comes out. I, I I buy I can't tell you how strongly I believe in this idea. And how this idea has literally kept Suzette and I healthy and happy and whole and excited about the future because all the changes that happen are either going to affect your heart negative or positive. So come on, man, fill your heart with peace. Fill your heart with direction, (laughs) restoration. In other words, you got to find a promise from God and fill your heart with it. Ponder it. Meditate on it. Get it in your heart. And then the second thing I want to take a moment to talk about, which I think is also as important, is that you got to fill your mouth with God's promise. Now, Proverbs 18, 20, and I could read tons of verses on this, but but this one says it so well. With the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach will be satisfied. He will be satisfied with the product of of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Wow. And those who love it, because there are some people that despise this idea, but those who love it will eat its fruit. Your words are probably more powerful than you think they are. If I'm reading this right, it is a life or death issue. Hello, life or death? Words, your words matter a lot. Words don't take the place of action. Words don't take the place of work. But work doesn't take the place of words. And the Bible is so vast and clear on this idea. The power of your... Say to this mountain. Don't talk about it. Say to it. And I'm just saying, the combination of, because to have fruitfulness in your life, it's sort of like growing things well in your garden. You don't just need sun. You need good soil. You need water. You need good seed. I'm saying all this, because I've heard that's how it works. (laughs) But I'm just saying this combination of what's in your heart and the words that are coming out of your mouth are creating your life. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13 says, having the same spirit of faith according to to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. So, the spirit of faith speaks. The spirit of faith has a voice. The spirit of faith has a sound. Come on. That's one thing I love about coming together to worship is in our church is the spirit of faith, there's a sound. And my my encouragement to you guys today is to get a hold of a promise from God for your situation. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you need financial provision. Maybe you need your heart to be healed. Maybe you need peace in your life. Maybe you are finding yourself disappointed, discouraged, despondent. There's a promise from God that speaks right to that. And you gotta fill your heart with it. You gotta ponder it. And you gotta speak it over. And over and over your life. Whenever you consider your situation, don't don't talk about what's going on. Talk about what you want to have going on. Come on. When you wake up at 3 a.m. and it's dark. And you have negative thoughts. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You got worries and fears and anxiety and you're thinking of the worst that could happen? You need a promise to speak out. You you gotta you, you gotta let your response, you can't just sit there and lay there and Let darkness pummel your head and your heart. Come on, I'm talking about how to make 2019 a great year. Don't just state the facts. State the truth. Because the facts might be the doctor said you got this. But the truth is God says I am your healer. You... And I'm, I'm saying to know this is one thing. To do it is actually another thing. It, it's like, you know, here we are, we're starting a new year, and most people are thinking about, I am eating everything I want to eat this week. Because <laughs> next week I'm turning over a new leaf. And you could read every diet and exercise book on the planet. But if you don't do it, it doesn't work. Deuteronomy, let me go on in this passage. Deuteronomy 30, verse 15 goes on and says, See, I've set before you today life and prosperity and death And adversity. Verse 19, Deuteronomy 30. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I've set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life, in order that you may live. Wow. In other words, God says this. Listen, God says, you choose. What kind of life do you want to live? What kind of 2019 do you want to have? Here's the choices life or death? Prosperity or adversity? Blessing or curse? It's like God's saying you, you get to choose the power to choose. Is in your hands. You can choose life, prosperity, blessing, or you could choose death, adversity, curse. Some things you don't have any choice over. You don't have any choice over the weather. I pulled up in our parking lot yesterday, I thought there is still freaking snow three weeks ago, from Diablo, or Diego, (laughs) you don't, you don't get to choose whether, you don't, there's some, you don't get to choose stupid things that other people do, not that you would ever do a stupid thing, but some things, you know, you don't have a choice over accidents. You don't get to choose your parents. You don't get to choose where you were born. But there's actually a lot of things you have a choice over. How you respond to the weather, how you respond to other people, how you respond to the accident how you respond you are given this incredibly glorious power to choose you choose you're not a dog you're not a tree if i could if i could write this on your heart honestly you can transform your life by the choices you make. A great life doesn't happen by chance. It happens by choice. So here's what I get to choose. Here's what you get to choose. I get to choose direction. I get to choose my attitude. I get to choose friends. I get to choose what I eat, whether I exercise, that's my choice. I get to choose whether I'm actually going to participate in church or I choose not to. I get to choose to forgive. I get to choose to be generous. I get to choose to be happy. I get to choose to be kind. I get to choose to serve God or choose not to. You choose. You you choose to fill your heart with God's promise. You choose to fill your mouth with God's promise. I wanna pray today. This is an important day to pray. I want you to bow your heads and I want you to close your eyes. 2018 may or may not have been everything you expected. There may have been difficulties or disappointments. It may have been a great year for you. But I'm just, I believe that every one of us is here in this room today because the Lord, the Holy Spirit wants to say to each one of us, I've got a great life ahead for you. It's so much closer to you than you think it is. It's not far off. Today I'm going to ask you to make a choice. A choice to watch over your heart. A choice to watch over your words. I'm also going to ask you to make a choice about whether you're going to serve the Lord or not from this day forward. And the truth is, you may be here today and you've never just surrendered your life to Jesus. I would love to pray with you. We could start that journey right now. Maybe you're here today and you could look back and remember a time when you actually used to be close to the Lord, but you're not there now. Not where you want to be, not where you know you could be, not where you know you should be. This would be a great day to come home. Or maybe you feel unsure of where you stand. Nobody's looking around. This is is a vital moment. This is a so important moment for every person in this room. If you've never surrendered to Christ, I want to pray with you you've fallen away and you want to come back, I want to, I want to pray with you. If you feel unsure about where you stand, but you're, you're saying, yes, I want to choose Jesus, I want to pray with you. If that's you, and you say, Pastor, would you pray with me? More important than me praying with you would be that you would just be signaling to heaven, yes, I'm opening my life to Jesus. I want you to lift your hand real high all over this room and just say, yes. I want to give my life to Christ. Yes, I want to surrender to Jesus. Yes, I want to make sure I'm right with God. Lift your hand real high right now. God bless you. Come on, anybody else? God bless you right here. God bless you. Anybody else? Thank you. Right here, an honest moment for you. Not a, not a, I got to get my act together. But uh, I'm ready to surrender. Anybody else? Thank you so much. Hey, let's pray a prayer. Let's all of us in the room pray this out loud. This is for everyone who lifted their hand, but I would love for us all to pray it together. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I open my life to your love, to your lordship. I need you. I want you in my world as my Lord. I know I've sinned. I come to the cross where you paid the price for my forgiveness. Today is a fresh start, a new beginning as I surrender to you. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord.